Hey there, Brian and Bob with you. Hour number two, the back nine will begin momentarily, but let's take a break and uh, look at uh, the leaderboard at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. No ams, no fans, but pros are still playing, and one Jordan Spieth continuing his comeback. 12 under par after rounds of 65 at Pebble Beach, 67 in round two at Spyglass. Bob, let me ask you this, 67 at Spy or 65 at Pebble, which one was the better round? Oh, I think the better round was probably uh, the second round at Spyglass Hill with the 67. Um, That's a tough golf course, and um, it'll be good uh, to watch Jordan Spieth and see how he does the next couple of days at Pebble Beach. But uh, like you said, 12 under par, Daniel Berger at 11 under par, one shot back, Henrik Norlander at 10 under par, and then you've got Patrick Cantlay, Tom Lewis, and uh, Paul Casey all at 9 under par. That rounds out your top you know, when you look at some of those guys, Daniel Berger, there's a guy that's, uh, you know, trying to get back to winning ways. He was super impressive right as the play continued coming off of the COVID break a year ago and then kind of went dark for a bit. So great to see Daniel Berger playing well. Henrik Norlander, a lot has been made about him being teammates with Patrick Reed at Augusta State back in the day when they won their national championship. And then Patrick Cantlay, if you're looking for trending, Patrick Cantlay is trending hard right now. He did shoot 73 in the second round, but that 62 was a course record at Pebble Beach, a competitive course record. Always great when you can go out, when a guy can go out and just make a lot of birdies and and uh, and shoot a course record 62. So um, great playing by Patrick Cantley and don't count him out. He'll be in the mix coming on the weekend. No doubt about it. Down to uh, 14th, Jason Day with a pair of 69s. Would love to see him get things going. And then don't forget the 19-year-old Akshay Batia shot 64 in the opening round, came back with 73. He's currently tied for eighth and just 19 years old. Stay tuned. The back nine. Our number two will be next. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through 
through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at hoopsvision.com. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Never wonder how the Salt Lake Bees baseball field looks so good? The award-winning Bees grounds crew turned to Mountainland Supply for their turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? Well, when you need irrigation products for your lawn that you can trust, Mountainland Supply will not only have what you need, but can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe, parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Tee it up at Uinta Golf and find your right fit. At Uinta Golf, they take customer service to a whole new level. Not only do they fit for clubs, they take pride in servicing customers throughout the entire store. They'll help you find the right shoes, bags, gloves, balls, apparel, and more. You'll find name brand equipment at guaranteed lowest prices every day. So buy it, try it. They know you'll like it because Uinta Golf helped you find the right equipment. Visit Uinta Golf and get custom fit today. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for being with us here on a President's Day weekend, a Valentine's Day weekend. And, of course, uh, Pebble Beach is hosting, coming off of the Super Bowl. It was Super Golf last week, Bob, when we saw Jordan mm. Spieth get himself into the mix with a 61 on Saturday. Most of us tuning in on Sunday pre-Super Bowl to hopefully be entertained by a comeback story by Jordan Spieth. Fell short, but it was another comeback story, Brooks 
Kepka returning to the winner's circle with a 65 on Sunday. And now here we find ourselves the very next event, Pebble Beach. No amateurs, no uh, fans, but Jordan Spieth picking up where he left off on Saturday, and he's atop the leaderboard going into the weekend. A huge story, a, a, just a popular player, and really great to see him playing well again and starting to get some swagger back. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, he's. I, I think his mindset now is that he's enjoying playing the game again. Uh, he's not thinking so much about his swing, but he's he's thinking about executing shots. Uh, that competitive and creative part of uh, his his ability to play the game. He's also making some putts. Uh, I love the way he made those putts last week um, there at uh, in Pebble or in not Phoenix. Pebble Beach, but in Arizona in Phoenix. And uh, you know you're not at 12 under par if you're not making putts this week as well. So uh, fun to watch Jordan Spieth. The other thought I had is that last week really kind of helped him, maybe helped him with uh, the nerves and all that kind of thing, and he was able to to bounce right back and uh, play some really good golf in these first two rounds and get to 12 under par. Since we're rewinding it, let's go over to Saudi Arabia. Number one in the world, Dustin Johnson, reminding everybody that the current defending Masters champ is uh, still the guy to beat. He withdrew this week at Pebble, probably a little bit worn out, comes off a win from all the way on the other side of the world. But, you know, hey, he uh, he's continues his great play. Tony Finau continues his great play, but unfortunately came up just a little bit short. 4-2-2 in his last three starts. Bobby birdied three in a row yep. on the back nine Sunday and caught the DJ just was a couple of bogeys, 16 and 17, and unfortunately he fell short. But Tony's trending. DJ's doing DJ stuff. Well, DJ's a phenomenal player, of course, number one in the world, and great to see him back in the winner's circle uh, right off the start of the year for him. Tony Finau, as you said, 4-2-2, his last three starts, and it's going to be fun to watch him as he continues on with his year because I think he's trending in the right direction to get another victory. Well, he needs to get that one more, and I think that opens up those floodgates. Hey, stay tuned. The back nine continues next. An extended discussion with the caddy on the history of rangefinders, yardage books, and how the pros come up with a number. That's next right here on Real Golf Radio. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you'd think chrome soft this ball really does change everything. 
Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada. Unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. It's brought to you in part by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. When it comes to major championships, WGC events, or tours worldwide, more professionals choose Odyssey than any other putter in golf. And you can check out the new OG line at odysseygolf.com. It's time for America's Favorite Caddy. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. We can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper. Here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Oh man, the caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio. And whenever I meet a new person that has been listening to the show for a long time, they only have one question for me, Bob. Who is the caddy? (laughs) You already know. Here he is. What's up, caddy? How's the caddy sounding? But but I, I finally upgraded to a new iPhone. Ooh, congratulations. Good for you. Wow. I got I didn't get any trade in for my iPhone model two thousand BC, <laughs> which was the previous one that I owned. So what did you go to? The brand new one? Or did you upgrade I, to like I, the five S? I went Mac Daddy. Six S? I went I, I went big. I went large. You did. You went with the new 12 you Max? Max. I went all, I mean, whatever it was, just give it to me. I'm good. The tablet uh, that you make calls from? I mean, it's crazy. I like the big phone. I like the big phone. It's because you don't need I readers. Really do. I don't need readers anyway. Oh, okay. I'm 57 years old, no reading glass. Wow. How is this possible? Wow. How is this possible? I'm, I'm a decade behind you, and I bought my first pair. Well, most people get their, you know, to the forties, and it's reading glass time, right? Yeah, but let's talk 40, about it's something. Like your eyes changed immediately. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that happens that I never thought would happen to me, like any respectable young person. 
<laughs> does. But let's talk about more interesting things. Yeah, right but, up my right up my alley. Yeah, before we hit there though, I just want to ask you one thing. Uh, How exciting was it to see Jordan Spieth do Jordan Spieth type things last week in Phoenix and get it started again this week in Pebble? I think it was tremendous and just having the small crowd there, it sure sounded like it was just it look to me, that felt like the first sporting event, really, since the NBA shut down. The World Series was, the World Series felt like, it did actually feel like the World Series yeah, to me. Actually, yeah. But yeah. everything else has been weird. Even, even the Super Bowl was weird. I mean, yeah. everything's been weird. All the golf, it's just, you gotta have the fans, man, you got to. I mean, it was good to, it was good to, but speak, yeah. How about my boy John Wood? Making the Seth Curry call. Oh, his first day on the broadcast. I mean, how yeah. good was he? Saturday wow. on seventeen. Oh. I mean, he's saying, well, first on sixteen before Spieth hits the thirty footer or whatever it was that he made. He's like, you know, he he's talking about him maybe making it, and then he says, yeah, on seventeen, he goes, he's kind of like Seth Curry when he when he makes one. Sometimes the lid just comes off, and he and he and he. He calls a 25-footer, and he makes it. I mean, come on. Yep. Are you kidding yep. me? Did he go Seth Good or Steph? Stuff. No, he, he he said Steph Curry. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Yeah. The, the, that's, the cat, that's the cat here. Yeah, the, yeah well, the, <laughs> the younger brother, Seth, is is a little less known You know, for that time. He can get hot, but not like older brother Steph. Well, I, we're talking about the golfing Curry. Yeah. Right, that's Steph. That's Steph. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. You know, least, you know, yeah. At least I think that's yeah. older or younger. I don't know. We'll, we'll, the guy who Reggie Miller says, hey, he wasn't as good as me." <laughs> no, Reggie doesn't say that. Well, yeah, I don't know about that. But every good athlete feels like they were better than the next generation. What, what can you say? All right. Um, anyway, thanks for in, indulging me on that. So the big news, I know this is what we want to get to. Uh, rangefinders, PGA of America saying, hey, we, we're going to allow rangefinders at the three majors. What was your initial reaction to the news? Uh, well, I wasn't, I didn't know about it beforehand, uh, specifically. I think it's, you'd, you'd think it's just a matter of time before we see that in pro golf at the highest levels. It, it's a rule of golf now that you can use a distance measuring of device. They have to create a local route to be hip to prohibit it now. Mm-hmm. That was written in there a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So it's actually within the rules to use them unless prohibited. So First of all, a little bit of a surprise because I just didn't know it was coming. Um, I read a, an article where they interviewed a bunch of tour caddies, and every single one was basically saying the same thing, um, which is maybe a little surprising because tour caddies never agree on anything. And but they 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 were all basically saying, ah, you know, I I still got to use the book. I I I don't even know if I'm going to use the range finder. I. I'd sure have it out there with me if I was caddying. Um, but there's so much other stuff we have to do. Um, I mean, I, I could see why guys might just say, nah, I don't want to use it. Um, I could see that. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But it could, it, could, it could slow down play. I could see it definitely speeding up play in certain circumstances. Yeah. You hit it way offline. Remember, where was it? At uh, Liberty National, Bryson hit it way left on 15, the drive par four, and he walks all the way up and all the way back, and everybody yep. was moaning and groaning about how long he was taking. Well, if he had a laser, he could have just zapped it. 
right? But the part that nobody's considering is that after he zapped it, he still would have walked all the way up there to see what it looked like. So it wouldn't have, yeah, 50-50, right? So, but, but in general, there's certainly places when you can't get a number quickly, and if you had a laser, it'd be great, and you'd be ready to go. So that's true. Would you be though? Um, well, the, one of the problems is, um, well, you'd have your number to the pen at least. One, yeah. one of the problems is, one of the things that, if you think about how's this happen, okay, so Bob, you're caddying on tour, you walk up to your ball, you're the first guy to hit. How often do you have to wait on the group to putt out? Well, if the group's putting out in front of you, you can't shoot the pen. Nope. Got to wait. Yep. So you'd have the number faster from wait, the Wait, 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 wait. I'm just saying that was then. But the flag may be in now. Nobody puts with the flag in anymore on tour. Mm. That's very rare. And so generally, happens. when the groups, generally when the groups, you know, the groups not hitting their fifty foot putt most of the time, they're in there within fifteen feet, and the flag's out when you get to your ball. All right, carry so, on. Yeah, some percentage of the time you're going to have to wait, and it's going to actually be longer before you get your number than doing it with the book probably more than 50% of the time you'll be able to shoot the flag. But, but that's just an example of how, wow, that could actually make it slower. And then I think another thing is um, you will see different numbers um, using the laser and using the book for multiple reasons. One is there's a, a laser accuracy question. There's a pin place, hole location accuracy question for the pin sheet. There's also angles that come into play, which are the main thing. Let's assume everything's perfect in the book. Everything's perfect with the pin placement. Everything's perfect with the laser. I can show you, nobody really knows this, I don't think, um, but I've done lots of stuff in my programs. And as soon as you step away from a sprinkler head, even if you're at the right yardage, you're getting to different angles. And the wider you get and the closer you get, even doing the book as well as you can, you can still be one or two or three yards wrong on the actual yardage. So guys are going to be probably sitting there going, is the laser wrong? Is the book wrong? And I'll say, no, they're both right. And they'll go, well, then why is the number different? And anyway, this could lead to a lot of confusion um, about things. So it'll be exciting. Hey, Caddy. Hey, Caddy. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, we're going to come right back. I want to continue this because I, I want you to dive into how the the distance measuring devices have changed over time and how the book evolved. Uh, for those who haven't been following the caddy in this segment, the, the caddy is the man who makes the books that the players and the caddies use out there on the PGA Tour and the USGA Championships. And, I mean, this is this is this stuff. So if you're curious, and what is the process that players go through with the book and how might that be changed or altered or enhanced or not used at all with the availability to use a rangefinder. So I want to talk about that next short break. We'll be back with the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Continuing our conversation with America's favorite caddy. And All right, so it is interesting with the PGA of America making this announcement, Rangefinders, kind of take us through because uh, in my, my initial reaction, caddy, was okay. I mean, everybody uses rangefinders. The players that are playing now, they grew up with rangefinders as a kid. Uh, they're shooting flags out there at their local muni. They're using them in high school golf. They're using them in college golf. And now they get out in professional golf, and they're, they're going to have to learn how to use yardage books and do it a little bit differently. Um, so to me, it feels like a natural maybe evolution that it's just part of the game. Rangefinders just feel like part of the game. So to me, I don't really have a big problem with it. I'm just kind of curious, and I'd like to hear from you. How how has this whole gaining a number changed over the years? Give us a little history lesson and how these books came to be and then how we got to this rangefinder. So I know a reasonable amount about the history of it. Obviously, way back when, um, when I came out on tour, there were no rangefinders at all. Um, so what did we, how do we measure stuff? Well, 
at first people would probably just use landmarks and not even think about distance. I know from this bush on this hole, I hit my six iron to the front of the green, right? That's, That's what I call my dad did it. That's yeah, that was done forever. And then, um, Nicholas started actually pacing things off. I think he, he got almost, I think his story was he almost got beat at the U S amateur by somebody and they were doing this book stuff. And he, he's like, oh, I'm going to start doing that. That makes so much sense. So he started pacing stuff off. But he, if you look at his notes, they were very primitive. I mean, one number a hole or, you know, something like that. But he kind of got that ball rolling on measuring stuff a little more. And then you, uh, as far as getting an accurate number, like, um, let's think about Johnny Miller with the half yard and all this and that. Well, it's pretty likely that Johnny's yardages were probably never accurate to within two or three yards. So the half yard thing's kind of funny for me. Um, of course, all that mattered is that Johnny thought he was doing a half yard increment, right? That's right. Sure. So, yeah. and if you, and, and if you watched him play, uh, sitting in the living room with him, watching a tape of him playing Tucson and Phoenix in 1973, he's probably going to look at you and say, are you sure I couldn't know, hit it within a half yard? Because <laughs> <laughs> he stuck everything. Those two weeks were unbelievable. And gosh, I was nine years old and I remember that. I wouldn't even play golf. Anyway. And he knew which um, groove he hit it on too. Yeah, and he had the wide white belt and the bell bottoms and all kinds of stuff. It was really mm-hmm. fun. So anyway, um, the when I remember when I got out on tour, um, George was of course kind of the father of the books, George Lucas. He was Arnold Palmer's caddy for a while and he started making books for people. And I think he used to use a fishing line and that he had measured off and he knew how to stretch it just right. Or he claimed to. And then I've seen guys using wire to do it. And when I first started doing books, um, cause I was kind of a yardage book geek when I was young and making my own books and all this and that, uh, I got a surveying wheel and I walked up to a green. It was 134 to the front from the 150 marker. I walked back. It was 132. I said, hold on a second. I went back and forth like seven or eight times and I kept getting different numbers. And I thought, what's going on here? Maybe the wheel's slipping on the grass or this or that. So anyway, I used the surveying wheel at first because that's all I could really, the best thing to measure with. And then finally the lasers came out, the laser range finders. And, um, you know, the, the accuracy on those has gotten substantially better over the years. Um, I think they're pretty darn good now. Um, it's kind of like a digital watch. It's not hard for a digital watch to be extremely accurate. Um, the technology's there. So... I use surveying instruments. Um, you know, we have an accuracy of a half an inch down to as, 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 as good as a millimeter of accuracy for doing things like scanning green and getting green contours for those greens books. So anyway, that's kind of the history of the measuring devices. And when the laser came out, it kind of changed everything for the caddies because you could now shoot over the water at a tree and get all these numbers we never had in the books. Right. Um, my first year, or first or second year, early on in my career, caddying at the Phoenix Open, um, which was my first caddy win with Nolan Henke, uh, 1991. We were playing with Sandy Lyle, and we're on the sixth hole, middle of the fairway, pins over the left. It's a left carry on the green. This was not in the book. And so none of us really knew, because there was a big bunker there with a big face, and you just couldn't really measure it. Um, 
you could if you really took your time and got some wire or something crazy, but no one was doing that. So nobody really knew what it was over the left. And, and so um, that kind of inspired me to start thinking about, yeah, you know what, I could uh, get an advantage here if I started figuring out how to measure stuff better. And uh, anyway, that's, that's kind of the history of how stuff was measured. And now, um, I don't know, you know, there's a bunch of yardage books all over the place. Um, there's still, uh, the, uh, Dion, who does them in Europe, uses very high-end uh, equipment for very precise measuring. Um, still, most of the books that are made are, you know, they're, they're kind of, uh, they're not done with the highest tech equipment, but they're pretty good. So, mm. yeah, that's, a, that's you know, the measuring history. It's interesting, you know, you were talking about Jack and pacing stuff off. My That's what my dad used to do. He used to, you know, hit drives and practice rounds and he'd figure out what he could use as a, as a marker or whatever to, uh, to pace off a yardage with. And he had, he had a shoe box full of scorecards cheat sheets, and, yeah. and he would just do it would, he would just do it hole by hole and off of, uh, a single sprinkler or a single tree or something like that. And then he would pace it off based on his practice rounds and where he hit his drives or where he put the ball in, into play off, off of each hole. Um, and I can remember going out with him, whether I was a young, young boy or whatever, or when I was caddying for him, um, I can remember him having that scorecard in his pocket. And as he was on the plane flying, to to that uh, that next tournament or whatever, he'd pull that scorecard out and he'd look at it and he'd close his eyes and he'd go through the holes and all that kind of stuff. It was yeah. pretty cool to watch. Him. That's really cool. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and practicing like that, that's you know that's a whole other sports psychology kind of a thing. But it's it works. Um, oh yeah, mental practice like that's a big deal. But but look, um, it, my what. I don't know that anybody knows. I don't even know if you could measure it. Um, how much different was it really? And look at all the great scores that everybody used to shoot before there were any yardage books in existence. Yeah. Yeah. And, and using these reference points, look, it's a very specific, precise thing that your dad knew from this bush. I hit a six iron to the front third of the green. I mean, yeah. that's all you really, you can, you can totally work from there. And if you had a perfect book with perfect numbers, I don't think it's really going to enhance what he knew right then and there at right. all. Um, where, where, where the books come in now is there are so many reference points all over the place and you can only do so many on that scorecard. And so it just, it gives you the ability to have more accurate numbers, but I, you know, I remember growing up playing golf. I never used range finders. My course mm -hmm. wasn't marked there's a 150 in the fairway and I'm over here 25 yards left of it closer. I would just kind of know what to hit from where I was. And I don't remember ever really getting totally surprised. Like, wow, I can't believe that went that far past. I mean, I always kind of knew I was, you, you're mentally, I don't know. You, maybe we were better at judging distance because we had to. It's interesting, Caddy, because you, you, yeah, you would look and say, okay, there's the 150 marker, so this has got to be, you know, I'm, I'm back here behind it, so this is my seven or six iron, you know, or or whatever. It just, you know, it it was it was one of those things that you didn't 
you, I don't remember knowing how far I hit each club per se. I knew what I Didn't hit. Matter. My, I knew what I hit my my yeah. eight iron was my one fifty club back in the day, and so I knew that was. I just kind of played off that, and I'm like, well, I'm about I'm about a club or two behind. I don't know. Maybe that's why I was never any good. But um. <laughs> well, well, consider this too. Like, well, I, if you've ever gone out for your for your tour, if you're caddying for a tour player, someone who's at the highest level. And they're really dialed in. I, I, I think I've told this story before, but um, my players leading the tournament by three shots going into Sunday. And I knew the first hole, if he drove it right where I thought he was going to drive it, I knew he'd have a 120-yard shot for his second shot. So I went out on the range, and I went out, and it was, a, it was almost the same downhill thing, too. So I kind of threw a towel down or something and I said, Hey, let's hit about 10 wedges before we go to the first tee. So you can dial this in. We got up on that second shot. It was like either the exact yardage or one yard different. And I'm just <laughs> licking my chops going, how good is this Wait, I mean, you couldn't be more tuned in and he hit it 30 feet past the hole because he, he was, was jacked. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, there's, I think, look, there's nothing wrong with starting from perfection of information. There's nothing wrong with that. It's great to have. But there's so many variables and factors and feels that go into stuff. Um, I don't, I wish I knew how much does, how much does the yardage book information, the greens book information, how much does that change stroke average versus back when your dad was playing? I, yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, Caddy it's all relative too, right? Because nobody had it back then, and everybody's got it now. Now, That's what right. you can say is, the guys. There's here's here's the thing. It's kind of hard to argue this. If you take everything away, then you're relying on your feels and your skills and your knowledge and your experience, right? That is a bit that that's what's deteriorated, if you want to call it a deterioration. Um, but that's what's different now versus then is you can buy information now. The only way you could buy information then was to hire a caddy mm. who had it. Yeah. 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 Range so finders that's, killed that's, the yeah. caddy star. Wait, was that, that was some off of a well, video killed some the kind of a song like that. Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. caddy real quickly. We got like a minute or so left. Well, a couple minutes left. Take us through sure. Troy Merritt was telling us a little bit about, um, his process when he gets up to his ball and how he gets his number and the thought process yeah. he uses his yardage book for and where maybe a range finder potentially could come in. Although I think Troy pretty much conceded he would use it if he were at a position. Otherwise a position. he likes the, yeah. the book. Tell us what you're yeah. looking at. Kind of the, go through that process. You walk up, you find your ball. Um, and, mm-hmm. and how do you, how do you arrive at a number? So I, I do a couple things as I'm getting to the shot. From a from a fair distance away, I'm talking maybe 20, 30, 40, 50 yards, whatever, I kind of know where that ball is, and I know roughly how far it's going to be. I'm, I'm already, I've already looked at the, the hole location, probably be, you know, certainly before the round even started. So I'm already familiar with the terrain around it, where we don't want to miss it, all that kind of stuff, way before I get to my ball. And so I, it's just a matter now of, getting the yardage because I already know everything. I I should know almost everything about how I'm going to play this shot, depending on the number we come up with. So 
you're finding a reference point, a sprinkler head, whatever's marked in the book, you're just pacing up, you're doing all your math. So all your technical stuff to get the number. Okay, now we got the number and, and now it just goes into totally, okay, does the number affect my strategy? Because this was a great pin to go to if I could hit a, hit a hard shot. But now that I'm in between clubs, I got to actually do a different strategy because now that I'm in between clubs, maybe it's not going to spin as much and it's going to release more. So I got to play it over here. So it gets pretty intense on all the stuff that runs through your head with just like sometimes, I mean, Bob, you know this, you can have like 131 to carry the front right and 133 and it could totally change everything all of a sudden. This happened to me when my player won the player's championship. We're on the 17th hole into the wind pins tucked over the right side. Like it always is. And I mean, it's brutal conditions and I'm, I'm walking up there. I'm looking where the T markers are and I'm thinking, man, I, I, can we get an eight iron over the cover? Cause I really don't, I don't want my guy hitting a seven because it could go over the green, but I'm like, oh, I don't think we can get an eight over the cover, but maybe we can. And, and all this stuff's going through my head. And he looks up, he says to me, he goes, this isn't a six iron, is it? And I go, six iron. <laughs> I go, this is not, I go, I've been here in January when it's 35 degrees and it's not a six iron. I go, I was wondering if you could get an eight over the cover. And he goes, there's no way I can get an eight over that cover. I said, well, then it's got to be a seven. And he starts laughing. <laughs> so I said, I said, well, if you hit this thing, I go, you can hit a seven. You can hit it up in the air. You can do whatever you want with it. If you hit, I go, if you hit it up in the air, it, it, it can only be a good shot. There's no other po- I'm like putting this real positive thought into his head, right? On this brutal yeah. shot. It's blowing 20. It's still, it's blowing 20 and gusting higher left to right hurt. I mean, it was brutal. And, um, yeah, and so I, I just, I was like, yeah, you just hit a seven. You can hit it up in the air. It's perfect, you know, and it's da-da-da-da-da. And he hits the shot. I mean, he executed it perfectly. And it ended up about two and a half steps from going over the green in the water. Mm. I thought it was a hole-in-one. In the air, I thought it was, I would have bet it was going to hit the top of the slope, come down, maybe almost go in the hole. I was watching that shot going one million, two million, Three million, <laughs> but but it was uh, yeah. I mean that was such a hard shot and was so well executed. But no, that's all the stuff you think about. Yeah. Sometimes it's not that complicated. It's just a real easy shot. Oh, it's just a wedge. It's going to spin back some whatever. But sometimes there's all kinds of crazy stuff that you start thinking about. And um, but look, the player. If you go out on the range and, and the player's hitting a bunch of seven irons, hitting a bunch of six irons there's a dispersion, right? And this dispersion is vertical and horizontal. And you have to think about vertical dispersion as being a big deal. Um, Nicholas used to always talk about hitting the ball the right distance into the green, right? Hitting it pen high or whatever. Mm-hmm. Controlling distance is huge in, in golf for success, especially at a place like Pebble with small greens. Um, but the dispersion, like I can tell you, my guy at the top of his game, if he hit a whole bunch of 60 degrees from a nice lie on the range, um, he's not hitting them more than three yards apart on the vertical, which is pretty impressive. Think about that. Shot after shot after shot. And now once he got to a six iron, every once in a while he'd juice one eight or ten yards longer than the other one. So that just goes to show you, you know, that they're very good, but 
they're still not machines. And that's on a perfect flat lie, perfect balls. Everything's perfect. You're hitting one after the other. As soon as you step out on the golf course, there's no such thing as a flat lie anymore. Mm. There's no such thing as a flat shot anymore. Everything's sloped. One foot's above the other. The ball's below you a little bit. You know, the lie's a little sideways. The lie's not perfect. The lie is perfect. There's so many variables on it. But I think starting from perfect information doesn't hurt. I love it. And it's a far cry from, hey, give the tour guys a, a range finder and they'll shoot the flag and start going from there to speed up play. There's a whole, very rarely are they just shooting right at the flag uh, in, a in a lot of variables. In, yeah, in yep. a lot of cases. Caddy, we're up against it. We're out of time, unfortunately, but great information. Thanks for sharing that. And I think that gives, I think all of us something to think about is uh, we consider the addition of range finders used by the PGA Tour pros, or at least the pros playing in the PGA of America events um, this year in 2021. Have a good one, Caddy. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That was the caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. Take another break. Thanks for being with us. Uh, More to the show next. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints 
And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. It's presented by Callaway Golf and the new Apex family of irons. They're available and in stores now. Check them out at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, I know I have my order in. I'm anxious to play the new Apex Pros. They're absolutely B-E-A-utiful. And you can check them out at CallawayGolf.com. Really appreciate the caddy taking some extended time there to go through. Uh, obviously, shared some fun stories and, and uh, you know, gave us a little bit of history about how, you know, yardages have evolved over the years. And, you know, this yep. is the man that makes the yardage books out on the PGA Tour for the caddies and players. So he and he has he was a little bit humble. He has a very sophisticated system that he uses, and it's why the best players in the world and the top events choose his work. And um, for him to say that uh, if he were out there, he would use a rangefinder, that says a lot. Um, I the the point in certain I, instances, not all the time. Maybe just at least ch- as a double check, right? But you're right. I think it it is definitely. Um, scenario based the the point i was trying to get mm-hmm. at that we really didn't hone into bob is for most of us amateurs we get out there we pu- we pull up to our we drive our golf cart three feet away from our golf ball we grab right. the range finder that's magneted to the upright of the cart we shoot the flag we put it back on we pull the stick or pull the club and 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 hit the shot and I'm yep. not trying to say you shouldn't do that. We want to play fast, and that's what rangefinders help us with. We don't have to go looking for a sprinkler and step stuff off and right. things of that nature. Correct. That said, I wanted to get kind of an insight into, from not only we got it from Troy, but the caddy, what goes into finding a number for these players. More often than not, well, I don't know if that's true. A lot of the times, they're not necessarily shooting at the flag. That was the point I was trying to get across. So I don't think, you know, when I read comments from from golf fans on these stories that say, oh, this is unfair. Now the pros are going to know the exact yardage to the flag. Think how yeah. low they're going to shoot. Yeah. I mean, it's they already know that number. They just don't always shoot at the flag. I'm Bob. Well, they don't always shoot at the flag. They take into account green contours and um, the best positions to be able to have an opportunity to make a putt for a birdie. Um, the sides, you know, you don't want to get yourself short-sighted the way the PGA Tours does with their their three or four paces off the edge of greens and that kind of thing. You don't want to get short-sighted um, and uh, put yourself in a, a position to make a bogey. So um, a lot of these guys will, will play to centers of greens and work the ball in one way or the other, depending on where the flag is at. And, uh, and then, you know, not only is it just a number, but you're also talking about, um, uphill, downhill. You're also talking about wind direction. Uh, if it's downwind, if it's into the wind, if it's, um, coming in from the left or from the right, you know, angling down, angling into you, there's a lot of different things that come into it that you have to figure out in a short period of time. So you don't, so you keep the pace of play going correctly and guys can score and have an opportunity to play extremely well um, in these golf tournaments. Understanding that these players have so many more shots than what we 
amateurs have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about, yep. you know, whether they're flighting it down, they're cutting it left to right, working it right to left, you know, playing it up in the air. I mean, there's so many options. Holding that, it into the wind. Yep. Exactly, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's don't, I don't think we should get hung up on it. I think as amateurs, we should still use those range finders for what they are, point and shoot. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and maybe... If it's a back pin, back it off five yards and aim for the middle of the green. You know, I mean, if you want to actually improve, I, I think about that. I'm like, how many? What if I just aim middle of the green for any pin placement on my course? Probably would do myself. Uh, I wouldn't short side myself as often. I guess I should say. And maybe you accidentally push one, and uh, and it actually ends up next to the flag. Otherwise, middle of the green's pretty good. Yeah, and what one of the things that. Uh, the caddy said in his segments with Jack Nicholas, and we also know it with Tiger Woods, when you can get the ball to pin high, you're getting the ball, uh, you're main, you're holding your, you're being accurate with your distance and, mm-hmm. and what types of shots you're trying to hit. And when you get it to pin high, it's amazing how much closer the ball gets to the hole because it's, you've got the right distance in your shot. Yeah, you talk about those two axes, you know, your left, right, and mm-hmm. your distance, your, your, your yep. to and from, right? I guess, if you will. But, yeah, it's an interesting discussion. I uh, really appreciate the caddy. And, and my, my, my take is, you know what, look, they've already increased the uh, procedure for uh, slow play out on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. To me, it's a natural thing. I think we'll see laser range finders out there, and I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, if they're going to utilize them to slow their play, they're going to end up getting a stroke penalty. I mean, they're, they're tightening down yep. the pace of play. Right. So otherwise, if you're out of position, use it to improve your pace of play. We'll see how it works in the PGA Championship. All right, back to Pebble Beach, Bob. Uh, Jordan Spieth uh, leads by a shot over Daniel Berger with uh, two rounds to play. Of course, they played Pebble and Spy in the first two rounds. Now it's all Pebble Beach for the weekend. Again, cutting out Monterey Peninsula Country Club because, of course, the field size uh, shrunk by half without the amateurs and the celebrities being a part of it. So um, no fans. It's a little bit anticlimactic, but it's still Pebble Beach and plenty to look at out there. I expect uh, this to be a really good one. I, I, I like... All those guys in the in, near the top. I mean, Paul Casey's sitting there tied for fourth as well, and he yep. won in Europe not too long ago. So watch for some of these guys. Pebble is one of those golf courses the guys can get out there and take advantage of. The problem is the weather coming in could probably limit uh, how deep guys can go. It might be a bit of attrition hanging on this weekend. Yeah, we were talking to Troy Merritt, and he said that uh, you know on Saturday with that storm, with those storms moving in, it's there's not going to be a lot of moisture, but there's going to be some wind, and that wind is going to be they're saying anywhere from ten to fifteen to twenty five mile an hour gusts, and you know when you're on the coast and that's rolling in, and you don't have a lot of uh, like you know trees or anything to 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 keep the elements away from you it makes it pretty tough um but this these are great golf courses it's going to be fun watching them unfortunately we we don't have the the fans or you know the celebrities and that kind of thing but it is it is going to be a fun weekend to watch golf and i i'm going to be riveted on jordan spieth again this week just like i was last week yeah how can you not be it'll be something to a story in the making for sure another one to keep an eye on 19 year old akshay batia is uh, right there tied for eighth going into the weekend just 19 years old the guy doesn't have status on tour but he's got a couple mini tour wins and really cool story to see what is developing with this young talent out there on the pga tour bob on the other side of that coin i mean if this sounds familiar from the Amex. The start of this West Coast is is an important time for me, the, the first two months of the year, I would say, because I will be able to see if I'm able to play and compete at the highest level. I think we maybe, maybe that question's been answered already. 
Yeah, I think, you know, we're looking at uh, what Phil Mickelson has been able to do on the West Coast so far. He's probably got a few more events that that he's going to play. But, you know, this is a tournament that he won two years ago. He shot 65 in the final round and, and won at Pebble Beach. Um, but he comes back and he shoots 74-80 this year and uh, plus 10. Plus 10. That's tough. That is tough. He made a 9 on the 18th hole at Pebble Beach. Uh, just yeah. not not typical Phil Mickelson. So that will be interesting to see what Phil decides to do. All right, uh, we're out of time. We'll wrap up the show next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby casbyrealestate.com that's bob at k-a-s-b-y realestate.com introducing the amazing rewards for business 321 program with the amazing rewards for business visa credit card from zions bank you earn three points for select business purchases two points for travel and one point for all other purchases learn more about the amazing rewards 321 program at zionsbank.com or your local zions bank zions bank we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business subject to credit approval terms conditions and restrictions apply zions bank a division of zbna member fdic Temperatures are dropping, and you know what that means. Frozen pipes, busted sprinklers, and worse. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard that will last this time. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back. That's going to do it for us. It's been a fun show. Happy President's Day weekend. Happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. And thanks to all of our guests who joined us. We had Troy Merritt from Pebble Beach, Jeff Babineau from Orlando, the caddy joined us from Denver. Uh, we had a great time talking golf with you this weekend. I love golf. I have a love affair with the game. And so on a Valentine's Day weekend, we'll celebrate all of our collective love of the game of golf. Sometimes it's a little rocky, but what love affair isn't? That's what makes you enjoy the sweet times when everything seems to be in harmony and the world is right and the ball's going where you're looking and you're shooting a score Kumbaya. and taking your buddy's money. <laughs> what a game. What a game, Bob. It is a great game. I agree with you. Um, nothing could be better than uh, going out and playing some golf and shooting a nice round of golf. And I love Pebble Beach and the Monterey Peninsula. Enjoy the views, everyone. It should be great. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer. We love him. Thanks to Bob Casper. Love talking golf with you, pal. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio.